0: blog talk radio this is jay lethal the undisputed champion of the wrestling world this is john solomon is bad like Boosie. michael thompson talking. to the
1: phenomenal a.j Styles, psycho killer kamasa
0: champa this is matt blair thank you for listening to sportscast radio sportscast radio welcome to sportscast radio
2: hey welcome ladies and gentlemen this is now year 4 sportscast radio i can't believe we made it this far i am excited if you're listening or if you're bored 13478571060 give us a listen give it, let us know what you think of the show i'm excited i'm coming at you tonight the same format i did on february 15th 2015 i can already see or feel the feel the sniffles ready to go. Uh, let's let's hope we can go more than twenty four minutes as <laughs> we did. There's one. If you remember, that was the first show that we did, and it was based off of All Star Weekend. Uh, Steph Curry won the three point shootout. That was the Zach Levine Space Jam, and you know, as as you'll see on our website uh, in the coming short days here, I believe when it's when it's finished. You know, Kenny Smith was the first thing you heard on the show. When you put Jordan on your back, you better do something special. And, you know, and that's exactly what he did with the Space Jam. So kind of a nice little homage. We're definitely talking the NBA All-Star weekend. We got to talk Donovan Mitchell and where his rise has kind of come, especially with the downfall of Louisville basketball, losing their banner today from 2013. So we'll talk that. You know, I, I'm curious if we get anyone else. Some of the strong style media uh, compadres of mine may show up. I don't know. A couple of people have said they might be interested in buzzing in. We'll kind of just play it by ear. If they do, I kind of am curious as to what they think. With you know, especially like a you know if Elijah calls in, what he thinks on a on a redraft without a McNabb. Um, sorry, Kyle. You think the Oklahoma City Thunder were not a great team with Durant? So. I don't know if I've trusted your redraft, but I am trusted your uh your random banter and music knowledge because obviously the talk of the weekend was was the Fergie national anthem. Uh which was which was pretty terrible. But to be fair, you know, she went for something, it didn't work. She admitted it didn't work and she honed up to it. So I have nine other National anthem renditions that we'll play throughout the show here, and kind of see how many of them Fergie was worse than. Can um, she to throw in all nine that I have here to play? Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty intrigued because there's some bad ones on here that I think make uh, make Fergie sound pretty good. There was there was some funny tweets that came in with it to uh, O.J. Jackson Jr. said. Uh, he saw Colin Kaepernick tweet out, Fergie stopped disrespecting the national anthem. That made me laugh. Charles Barkley said he felt like he needed a cigarette after the performance. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting, too. Uh, you know, it was, it was an artistic approach, I guess you could say. And it was it was one that didn't go, I guess, in her best venture, <laughs> the best the best move forward. So we'll play some of those here tonight, too. Uh, got some other fun here a little bit of college bass I want to dabble into especially after ESPN kind of turned Trey Young into the second coming and it's been rough we'll talk the the Sooner struggles here a little bit this this MLB offseason continues to be at a stagnant standstill it's it's kind of mind-boggling the fact of all these teams trying to get on the luxury tax I don't know if this is teams doing the Oh boy, like a collusion of not wanting to spend money or, you know, vice versa. But JD Martinez JD Martinez gets five years, 110 million. Ooh, completely low deal. I heard it's pretty pretty top loaded, so he's gonna get paid right off the bat. But I don't know. It's a it's a little interesting to see what's going down here, especially coming to twenty nineteen when we got guys like Bryce Harper. He'll be on the market. If he opts out, Clayton Kershaw will be on the market. My guy, Yasiel Puig, will be a free agent. So depending, you know, if these teams re-up or renew, who knows what's going to happen with this. So we'll talk a little baseball here at some point. I want to also talk some NFL. We have a lot of co- uh, quarterback controversy with what we want to do here in Minnesota for the Vikings. But I saw something on NFL Live today that said, don't be surprised if... At at any point, Kirk Cousins and Le'Veon Bell get hit with another franchise tag. Kirk Cousins probably not, as we all know, the Jets' Broncos are really preparing to throw a lot at him. Somebody, somebody suggested the Jets could do five years $150 million and make it all guaranteed. Where even if they cut him, he gets paid, which is how desperate the Jets are for him. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, obviously, the Alex Smith trade definitely, to me, hinders the, the Kirk Cousins coming back. But it just it's intriguing that people are still pondering the idea of a franchise tag going on Kirk Cousins. So it, it's, it'll it be fun. I want to talk a little football here. Like I said, Le'Veon Bell, he said he's, he's sitting out. He's walking. He'll retire. He'll do whatever he has to if he gets franchised because he will not play without a, an actual contract. Uh, the NHL kind of has, has a little bit of controversy, not controversy, but a little excitement to me, the trade deadline coming up in six days on February 26th. Oh, well, will technically come Wednesday, five days out, but I believe it's, that's next Monday is the trade deadline. So I'm excited. The talks of the senators, not potentially being able to keep Eric Carlson, If they don't want to wait to try to negotiate in the summer, and if they can't, they deal him before the draft, there's talks they could move him before the trade deadline. I've heard if teams are willing to take that Bobby Bryant contract, they may make something happen. So that's something interesting I want to talk about. I also want to get into the Winnipeg Jets who are playing so well right now with the cap that they have, some moves that they could make that kind of scares me a little bit as a Wild fan in that that central division with Winnipeg and Nashville, who Winnipeg is really competing with. And they're making a couple moves that could happen if they they pull these off. So we're going to talk some trade deadline. I also want to talk, can the vote, the Vegas golden Knights win it all. Um, Through 18 weeks, uh, this might be a week old or so when I saw this, but through 18 weeks of the season, ESPN has them number one in their power rankings. They're constantly fighting with the lightning for the top record in the league uh, with Tampa des- uh, you know, dismantling the, the Capitals tonight, score was not as close as the game was. Uh, Tampa continues to roll, but it's interesting to see what Vegas can do. So I want to talk some NHL with that. Speaking of hockey, the men's U.S. team right now is 2-2. Uh, at the end of the third, we're in overtime, 8.45 to go with the Czech Republic. The U.S. can win. They make it into the middle round, into the final four. I want to talk about this because it's a little frustrating not having NHLers in it. And I understand some of the aspect of teams probably don't want their players in to begin with because they don't want to risk injury. And that, you know, sustains someone like Sidney Crosby hurting a chance to three feet in Pittsburgh. If he gets hurt in over in Pyeongchang. But I just, I feel as, you know, Gary Bettman, you know, same thing to you, man, you should have did a work stoppage because Four years ago, people didn't know who TJ Oshie was and suddenly TJ Oshie became a household name, got paid. But not only that, people started paying attention to hockey to see this dazzling youngster that just went nuts in the shootout for the U S it's good for the game. And I wish they would have sent them in. And then we see Russia with, you know, Ilya Kovalchuk and Pavel Datsuk just running rough shot, especially four nothing beating they gave on the U S but I just, I feel like that's kind of hurting the game a little bit. So we we might dabble in that if if we have other people to talk to a little bit tonight, uh, speaking of players, not getting injured. It is the all-star weekend. It's, it's usually pretty laid back and and lackadaisical couple ideas as to what they could do to change the structure of the NBA all-star game. I feel to make it a little more exciting, uh, Heard some some dabblings from Ramona, Ramona Shelburne of ideas she had, and I 100% agree with them, and I want to share them with you guys and kind of see what people think about that as well. And, and it you know, it's got some ties to the Olympics, so I think these guys might care. But once again, I think it's going to go back to the owners saying, no, Moss, don't want my players going down. Also, NBA is talking about potentially changing the playoff structure. We'll talk that as well going to be a fun show a lot of a lot of just jumping around we'll see how long we go tonight we're going to save the national anthems to later or for you know if anyone wants to jump on and banter with me from the crew uh because I, I mean obviously i've heard these so i'm not going to have a invested opinion on them uh, other than laughter and excitement but um no it's it's going to be a fun little ride tonight like i said you know pre- I, I couldn't have asked for You know, starting year four. You know, we this has been going on for three years now. This is technically, if you go on this blog talk channel, this is the 250th uh, radio show that has been played on this network. So, I mean, I didn't think we were getting past show three with how bad that run was. So, we're rocking and rolling with it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna talk a lot. We're gonna have a lot of fun today, Uh, just because. I got home from work and I jumped on as soon as I could to get this on before midnight, so that way I don't affect our guys over at the Pop Culturist and their show tomorrow. So you're getting hit with some pro wrestling music tonight, and I hope everyone's excited for that. But we'll take our first break, regroup, come back, have some fun with y'all. Sportscast, Strong Style Media, don't go away.
0: Most people would consider this
2: illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company. And I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with sports casts. you like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and more. We are Strong Style. Just respect
1: my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate.
3: You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office?
0: Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages.
3: All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to stamps.com today.
1: Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop PopCulturist archives on BlogTalkRadio, search bar StrongStyle Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at StrongStyle Media. We are conglomerates.
0: What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List,
3: two can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's gotta be more
0: exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. (laughs) I like that. Okay.
2: Jeff Jarrett, I still cannot believe, is going to make the WWE Hall of Fame. As we said, coming back from commercial last night on WrestleCast, you don't bet against Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> you just don't do it. He always seems to find a way to to win. Excuse me, I'm juicy about the I just, I don't know if you guys ever had these Reese's Mini Sticks bite-sized gimmicks. Pretty fire, pretty fire, but... I'm going to have to take a drink here. But I tell you what, they uh, they <laughs> they juicy what the hell out of you. All right, Sports Gas Radio back at you here. And as you saw with our first topic right at hand, Trey Young, Oklahoma Sooners, getting praised by ESPN. Everyone's talking about Trey Young being the guy, um, being being somebody that is going to basically take over he'll be the one to watch in the NCAA tournament. He's the next step Curry, since I guess now we're on that already. And the minute ESPN began promoting and playing this guy, oh excuse me, in all these Oklahoma games, it's just been bad. It's been a downfall, it's been a struggle, and I feel bad for these guys. Um, I mean 7 and 8. Oh. Let me Let's just let's just bring it back here. You know, I'd say the first rumblings probably came out middle of December. They beat the number 3 ranked um Wichita State Shockers 91-83. They get another win, they pick up another win. They get a nice win the day before New Year's Eve on the 30th against TCU 90-89. And then they beat uh OSU uh, Oklahoma State, one hundred nine, eighty nine, and now it's just just wild. Uh, adjusted win metrics. Uh, I mean, he's dominating the field. Trey Young is now. You know, if you look at ESPN's uh, adjusted win metrics, Jock Landell's catching them. Jalen Brunson, Devonte Graham, Javon Carter, and Keita Beta Kita Beta Keita Bates Diop. Excuse me, I was trying to say that like Tamatanga Tonga. Tonga Tongaloa or whatever, uh, it's, it's starting to catch them. It's starting to go down. They lose by thirty to Kansas. Uh, Trey Young only is able to mutter out eleven points. You know, this is last night one hundred four seventy four. But just going through this after that after that OSU game against the Cowboys, we started seeing this. West Virginia they lose eighty nine seventy six. They lose the Texas Tech, or they beat Texas Tech, who was ranked eight at the time, which is a nice win, 75-65. They come back and get another win on the 13th over TCU 102-97. But then they lose at K-State 87 to 69. They lose they lose at OSU 83-81. They manage to beat Kansas by 5. Then they lose at Alabama by 7. They beat Baylor by 2. And then it starts. They lose on the 3rd of February by five at Texas. They lose to West Virginia by two. They lose at Iowa State by eight. They lose at Texas Tech by 10. They lose at home against Texas by 11. And now they lose at Kansas by 30. They play K-State on the 24th. They're at Baylor on the 27th. And then they got Iowa State on the second. This team was, was looking like they were going to be built to run and make a deep run in this tournament. Um, they're now 16 and 11. They're six to nine in the Big 12. You know, like I said, they close against Iowa State on the second. I don't know, man. I don't know if it was if it was too much hype too early, or if the hype is slowing it down, or what's going on. Because it's just it's it's not a, a fall from grace that you normally You'd normally see, and I understand people are like, "Hey, Kentucky is what eighteen and nine, or nineteen and nine, if they count if, if tonight's win." You know, they're not. They're, no, they're worse than that. What am I saying? We pull up Kentucky. Uh, I just had seen it. Kentucky, Kentucky had their their win tonight, but they were yeah, they're nineteen and nine. Okay, I was right. Uh, they beat Arkansas by fifteen, but but Trey Young was averaging twenty nine points a game. Uh, he shoots three of thirteen against the Jayhawks. Uh, over the last four games, he's shooting five from thirty-two from the three. They're calling on the next step, Curry. You know he's he's barely shooting. I mean it's it's just it's not looking right. This team, like I said, six and nine in the Big Twelve, sixteen and eleven overall. Depending how they finish, they may struggle to even get a good seed, if anything, in the tournament. We've seen stranger things happen. I know. I know a sixteen, eleven team probably gets in, but I think they got to be bubbled right now. Uh, you know, they, they they catch a winning streak. It changes everybody's aspect and, and mindset because now they're five hundred in the Big Twelve. They're they're eight games over five hundred, ending the season before the Big Twelve tournament. So now we have a lot more to it, but it's just not. It's not looking good for Oklahoma, and like I said, I don't know if it just happens to be the simple fact of the overhype, or you know, is Trey Young just not that good? And I don't. And before people jumped on my throat, I don't mean that as, as a as a bad thing, but you know, is he not is he not the the elite that they're saying he is? You know, is he not the the be all end all? Um, is he not Miles Bridges in in Michigan State who? him and Jaron Jackson have that team with the, the second best team in, in the, in the nation right now. You know, I'm looking at a mock draft. It's got Trey Young going fifth to the Suns, but you watch him play some of these other tough guys, like, like, you know, when, when his team goes up against Texas's and, and Muhammad Bamba, you know, Bamba's team wins. They won by 11. What did I say? 77, 66. So it'll be interesting to see what's going down with, with this team. But, as turning time heats up here, I, I think it's just, I should say, I, it, it seems like another flash in the pan coming in. And here's where I'm saying I could be wrong. Look at look at LSU. They don't make the tournament with Ben Simmons. Yet yeah, Ben Simmons goes number one overall. He's looking like he's going to be a stud. He's playing great with Joel Embiid. And Philly, you know, Philly's in the seventh seed right now in the NBA Eastern Conference, I believe. And they've had they played the toughest schedule in the NBA. I think their next game is Boston on Friday. So Philly's playing above expectations with the hardest schedule. So yes, I understand overhype can do a number to you, but hey, let's just see what happens with with this kid. But I thought it was worth bringing up. I thought it was worth people's attention. And it's just that you know you feel for for a kid like that who's freshman in, in college and. Is is getting labeled with such high praise and and uh, such skill. The second anything drops off, you know everybody's going to be on him like a microscope. So it'll be interesting to see where Trey Young goes, where Oklahoma goes. Uh, really quick, checking in here at the end of overtime, we are still tied. A very controversial slashing ball gives the USA a man advantage to finish the game, but they cannot capitalize. We now go into a ten minute sudden death period to turn which team will advance to the semifinals. No one scores, and the game moves on to a penalty shootout. I'm excited. This is interesting. I kind of wish I was taping this game. I might actually, uh, I might actually go start my DVR here. I'll tell you what. Before we go into our next thing, just so people know what what I was talking about with this, I'm gonna play this Fergie national anthem. If you haven't heard this yet, be ready. It's interesting, and we'll talk about it <laughs> Here you go To perform
1: the Star-Spangled Banner Is an acclaimed singer, songwriter, actress And eight-time Grammy Award winner From Hacienda Heights, California Fergie
2: Mr. President all over Happy birthday What did uh Somebody called it Jessica Rabbit (laughs) From uh, uh Roger Rabbit For Team USA here I, I hit the DVR hopefully I don't get Spoiled on it now so I'm going to try to Try to open up some side Links and not see Any of it but uh, Yeah it, it was interesting It was interesting to Say the least as to uh, <laughs> See how this went Through but hey you know Give her credit She tried she did her best Uh I believe she issued a statement. Let me see if I can find this statement. And uh, let's see, not veggie, Fergie National Anthem Statement. Let's see if I can find this here. Uh, She's sorry, didn't like it, she said. Um, CNN here, let's see, CNN if CNN.com worked. She said, I'm a risk taker, artistically but clearly, this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country, and honestly, I tried my best. Tell you what, what else she asked for? You know, she tried her best. She had some fun. <laughs> the the Twitter world, the internet. Uh, you can see Draymond Green, Jimmy Kimmel, Steph Curry, all those guys, and they had fun with it too. Um, probably not in the same way that she did, but. Uh, That was interesting. (laughs) Uh, Let me uh, set this up here to wrap up college football or college basketball. Uh, Nick Hagbert sent it in another gets it old. This one's for Luke May. He is the UNC Tar Heel. Check it out. What a great year in college basketball it has been. Lots of upsets and unlikely teams continuing their climb up the rankings. So it's only fitting that we'll get to know North Carolina Tar Heel forward Luke May. And let me tell you, this is probably one of the most unreal stories in recent memory. Despite winning a national title last season, you wouldn't have seen much of Luke May on the court, being only 14 minutes off the bench each game. But this year, things are much different. After only averaging five points and four rebounds per game, Luke May has came out of nowhere to lead the Tar Heels in points and rebounds this season, averaging 18 and 10. But despite his success, a key weakness is his inability to show up in big games. Despite averaging a double-double against top 25 teams, May has been taken out of games, failing to record a double-double all seven times. UNC is currently sitting at number 10. Big games are on the way, and Luke May will certainly be a key player. For which Luke May shows up may be the one thing that determines if the Tar Heels can make another run in March. Luke May, UNC Tar Heel. Should be exciting to see what happens going forward here. Let's let's pick one of these national anthems to play, and let's uh. I have no idea what's going on behind me. Um, let's play this Christina Aguilera one. You guys can tell me, am I right or wrong? Was this worse or was this not worse? And now, to honor America, five-time
1: Grammy Award winner Christina Aguilera. Oh, say Through the perilous fight, what so proudly we was had the twilight's last.
0: <laughs> Here's where it gets
1: so exciting.
2: Uh, she really is drawing this out.
1: <laughs> She's going
2: hard. Uh, she screwed up the words at that point. It's pretty. Nah, she forgot lyrics. The home, I'm and the, <laughs> the That was uh... That was at the <laughs> That was That was pretty fun. you know, that, that was probably the best one that I have out of the list. So I thought I would play that now and get that out of the way. Uh, but she uh, she definitely me. She definitely was taking it taking it to the extreme uh, with where she was going with it. Uh, I want to move on to this JD Martinez. Uh, and where where we kind of where we're kind of going in the in, in the MLB here. Uh, these teams just are not spending the money. Uh it's a lot more of going underneath what some of these players were going to be paid. Uh, JD Martinez though, you know, you look at seven years ago, the Red Sox signed or uh, two years ago when the Red Sox signed David price, seven years, 217 million. Then they get JD Martinez, five year, 110 million gives him a two year opt out. Um, uh, it says, Neither you would have been necessary only. The Sox hadn't lowballed John uh, John Lester in 2015 or taken a pass last winter on Edwin Incarnacion as a 60 million middle of the order successor to Ortiz. So much from learning from their mistakes, they say. But I don't understand like I mean J Martinez from the Diamondbacks hit 29 homers in 62 games, hit 45 for the season. Uh, Mookie Betts led the starving for power Red Sox with 24 all season. He's only 30. I uh, he you know he's one of two players to hit 300 with at least 125 homers, a 550 slugging percentage since 2014. Mike Trout's another guy. He's the only guy since Mike Trout that, or the only guy along with Mike Trout that's on this. And he he just didn't. I I'm just surprised, and maybe I'm crazy. Uh, Thinking about this, but hey, it definitely helps out the Red Sox. He's going to be power that they need. Uh, Looks like they're rolling him into the DH spot. And, you know, they're going to just play him like that David Ortiz. So I guess for just doing that, maybe it's not a, a giant craze in the contract. But it's surprising. I thought J.D. Martinez would have got paid more. I thought with how well the Diamondbacks did last season, you know, to try to keep pace with the Dodgers, they would have wanted to keep their core together. But I guess not. Um, It's just interesting. It's interesting to see where things are going. You know, the Minnesota Twins decided, as we talked about last week, to not give the extra year when they were already given $2 million more a year to Yu Darvish. He goes to the Cubs. Jake Arrieta, former Cubs pitcher, apparently hasn't received an offer, according to Scott Boris, in free agency. He's a number two prospect. You know, the, the Twins decide that, hey, we're going to make a move. I'm thinking, all right, we're going to get Alex Cobb or Logan Lynn, or we're going to go after to John Lester. No, nope. they uh, they decided to sign Anibal Sanchez. Uh, once again, the Twins just continue to underwhelm. Two and a half million bucks they signed him for. Twenty thirteen, he led the AL and ERA with a two five seven. <laughs> Last season, he had a he had a six four one ERA. Spent time in the minors past three years his ERA has been a 5-6-7 allowing 85 homers and 88 appearances over 415 on his innings last season he described as a roller coaster uh, had some hamstring trouble then he got hit in the calf with a bad ball it's just a struggle man and it's, it's really frustrating that you know they go out of their way and they're like here we go and then it's Anibal Sanchez <sighs> Irvin Santana is out mid to late April following his surgery. Uh, Trevor May goes to the 60-day DL, so he won't be eligible to pitch until the end of May. Hopefully work towards being a starter again. First four spots of the roster look like it'll be Jose Barrios, Jake Odorizzi, uh, Odorizzi, Kyle Gibson, and Alberto Meja. So I mean I guess this means Anamal Sanchez, your big signing, is the number five pitcher. Maybe a long relief role, a couple spot starts, but just not what I wanted. I I wanted more. I really did. But you know the Twins, it's it's just becoming kind of a joke. They just don't spend. You know, we hear about the new GM coming in here and the poll ads allowing him to, to use his money, and it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Uh, NL, NL West, where the Diamondbacks lose a player, the Padres bring in Eric Hosmer, uh, eight-year, 144 deal, who's a 50-year opt-out, easily surpasses the four-year, 75 million deal for James Shields. That's at the Padres' uh, their best free agent mark. Um, he's gonna get leadership role. he's twenty eight. Hosmer is gonna be a great piece for the Padres. Um, he's gonna wear number thirty because Randy Jones already had his number retired in ninety seven by the Padres. So you know he he's he's coming in. it's It's gonna be interesting to see what he can do if he can do anything to resurge the Padres. I don't know, that division's tough. the Giants got better. The Rockies have power. Blackman, Arenado. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. They're going to contend for the for the World Series, as it is anyway. Diamondbacks still have Paul Goldschmidt, so we'll see. You know, it, it's it's San Diego trying to stay relevant, but who knows if they can do it? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's enough. You know, it, it's a great way to counter Andrew McCutcheon in San Fran. But I just I – don't, I don't know. I don't see it. There is talks Manny Machado could still end up on the Yankees. I still think the Yankees don't have enough starting pitching to scare anybody. Um, the bats will, obviously. The relievers will. But I think it's still the Astros' conference to win. I think the, the Astros still run the AL. Dodgers still run the NL. I think both of them come through those those teams, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, gosh, that's just—it's so weird that people are getting paid, and all these all these teams want to get under the luxury tax, and I get it. You know, some teams are going to want to get under so they they don't get hit as hard when they make a—you know—say they make a run at Bryce Harper. And we'll see how that goes with it. Um, let's play another one of these another one of these um, national anthems and then we'll get into some NFL here and then we'll break after NFL. Let's see. Let's play this one. This one is from a a basketball game. I, I don't remember the basketball game, but this was Cuba Gooding Sr., obviously the father of Cuba Gooding Jr. This was his rendition of the national anthem. Let's see where it ranks. Amen.
1: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, to sing your national anthem, Mr. Cuba Gooding, Sr. Thank you. Test. Oh, say,
0: can
1: you see by the dawn's early? So proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched, through the twilight's last gleaming, and the rockets' red glare, the bombs bursting. <laughs> Proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh say does that starts banging We killed
2: that note
1: for the land. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Cuba Gooding Sr. with that national anthem.
2: (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, Kirk Cousins comes up again here. Jets are are talking about throwing the throwing the the whole safe at him. Denver needs the quarterback. But I want to just kind of ponder about a really interesting one. This team was four points away from being the Patriots. They had an 11-point lead in the middle of the fourth quarter. They hung on to their laurels and just kind of tried to waste the clock, and it cost them, and they lost. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, if you can lock up Allen Robinson, he stays healthy. Marquise Lee out there. Um, You might not have to pay Allen Robinson too Because of the t- t- torn ACL So maybe he gets A smaller deal uh, Keelan Cole played well D Westbrook played good They got a nice receiving core But what if they made a run at Kirk Cousins They have money Jacksonville gives them One of the best defenses in the league To play behind He's got a weapon in Leonard Fournette he would do great things with Allen Robinson. And aside from maybe the Vikings, if Cousins doesn't, if Cousins isn't trying to go to the Jets for a giant payday or the Broncos for a giant payday, Cousins' best chance to win is to take less money and go to Jacksonville if he doesn't take less money and go to the Vikings. I, for one, as a Vikings fan, still would like the team to lock up Kirk uh, Case Keaton and give a contract to Teddy Bridgewater, let them play it out for the for the quarterback role, but simply for the fact that they know the system, they both deserve another shot. Uh it, it's simple knowledge. I understand Teddy Bridgewater's coming off that horrific injury. Uh he made one one showing sense then and it was it was really bad. But I think he deserves it. He's been a class act for the for this organization. Great things for the community. Uh Teddy deserves another shot. But I tell you what, if you can get Kirk Cousins for the same money that you can get Case Keenum, Cousins is willing to come, I think you do it. And I say that not only as a Vikings fan, but I say that from a Jacksonville Jaguar standpoint. Look, get Case Keenum and then just worry about Blake Bortles later. You know, it was it was a upgrade from 2016, but it was a really rocky roller coaster. But how much better are we going to see Blake Bortles? Like how much more are we going to see Blake Bortles really do in the NFL? I think we I think we've seen where he tops out. This is this is the ceiling. You know, if you can if you can get Kirk Cousins in that that Jaguars locker room with the turmoil going on in New England, I know it's still the it's still the team to beat, but you know, if Grant does retire, apparently is offering Grant the same role they offered Ronda Rousey. New England's vulnerable. Jacksonville showed that they they can handle it if they would have kept if they would have stuck to their guns, I'm telling you they would have beat New England. I really truly believe that. But they got to the point where they weren't they weren't ready for the high, you know, you know, the 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 high intensity struggle. And the the way that those fourth quarters go, and they thought, hey, let's just wait it out. Let's run this clock out and get him And that's not how you beat Tom Brady. There's a reason they call him Tom terrific. It's because he figures out ways to win those games, and he did. You know, sad but true, he he, he did it. But Kirk Cousins, man, that dude can slang the ball, and he takes risks. And I know some people hate that. I know some people hate that Case Keenum takes risks. But you know what? I want to I want my quarterback taking risks. I don't want him to just Christian pondered on the field with an allegedly Frazier offense. I want I want my guy taking some risks. Yes, there's going to be consequences, but you know what? Brett Favre took risks and look what happened. He won a Super Bowl, and if it wasn't for some shenanigans with the with the New Orleans Saints, you know he very well wins another Super Bowl for the Vikings and get you know wins two Super Bowls two different teams, not very common. You know we saw Peyton Manning do it, and that was you know he won two you know it's, I'm just saying. But I think if you're Jacksonville man, you 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 look at Kirk Cousins and you see if you can do it because you know you don't have Yannick Ngakwe or guys like Jalen Ramsey coming up yet, so you have a little time before you have to extend them to figure out what you want to do with the money. Now I think their salary is like 171 million, 16 million more than any other team in the league, so they're already got to figure out how to shed some money as it is, but. Hell, if you could do it, make that run with this young defense and this core together before you have to break some of it up because you don't have enough money. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I think it'd be interesting. It'd be very interesting to see what Kirk Cousins could do in that Jaguars team. Uh, you know, also looking at Le'Veon Bell, who's still waiting on a contract, who said he's, not, he's, he's done if he gets franchised again by the Steelers. Stu deserves to get paid. I'm interested to see what happens. I think Pittsburgh's got to be smart enough to know that they have to pay him. You don't want him to walk. You know, that's not a guy that you're just going to be able to replace. You know, uh, yes, I understand D'Angelo Williams did really well in a fill in role, I get that. But Le'Veon Bell is still Le'Veon Bell. You could argue he, with Dave, you know, next, you know, him and David Johnson are the best running backs in football. Him and, him and Ezekiel Elliott are the best running backs in football. You just, you just don't let a guy like Le'Veon Bell walk. You've got to keep him, and you got to lock him in with a- Antonio Brown, and then you figure out what you do with the Roethlisberger situation when his time comes. But you already have a proven commodity in Le'Veon Bell. I would assume Pittsburgh locks him up, but if he doesn't, boy, would that be interesting to see where Le'Veon Bell could end up. Could you imagine a guy like Le'Veon Bell in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers? Oh, man. Vikings fans already have a reason to hate Green Bay. That would be another one. You know, no. Yeah, I mean, Seattle, they'd have to make some moves, but Seattle, they would get another steady back. I mean, we saw the revolving door that Seattle had. It was just like Green Bay. You know, obviously, I don't know if Alex Smith makes that big of a deal or or is that attractive to a team, but Washington for Le'Veon Bell, there's a few options. There's definitely a few options. But I think all in all, when it's all said and done, he stays they got to be smart enough to lock him up. They can't just let that dude walk. Dude's a, dude's a truck. Dude is a truck. Um, let's break. When we come back, I want to get into some NHL. Uh, and I want to talk some trade deadline. I want to just talk, you know, the home stretch going into the playoffs. What kind of chances that the Vegas Knights have as well. And also, I want to talk this, uh, this Olympics with the NHL not having their players in. And you know what? What kind of repercussions That could have Sportscast Strong Style Media right back Your late
3: night Hip hop and R&B podcast Soda Sound Radio Hosted by Kyle Half-Find Adams Every Thursday night Right here on the Strong Style Media Network Catch up on your latest On hip hop and R&B And here Minnesota Talent At 10 p.m. Central
2: But if you trust The way I feel I won't fold From the contest That you feel let journey life together and make it worthwhile can't take it back like diamond
3: See my life
1: is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a
0: license
3: My belief don't have religion, just a higher power Who power? I'm not so happy with it But I take a breath, regain my power when I'm walking with the I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, cause it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strongstyle Media Network. Thursdays at 10 PM Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at Strongstyle Media.com.
0: Enut. You know, you know,
2: This right here is the Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now. I couldn't be more clear. You're Clearity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to know, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually I am I'm, I'm and I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go
3: chin down and I want to bang, bang. Oh. SportsCast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jisgra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, Bob Ferry, boxing, poker, sports, basketball, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the
2: college to the pros, and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. SportsCast Radio. Literacy, the crunk, the version of his crunk version of the Reading Rainbow theme. We played that on Monday after we uh, led into our letter Literacy interview. Shout out to uh, Midwest, excuse me, All-Star Wrestling. Um, the U.S. loses one nothing in a shootout to the Czech Republic. U.S. is now eliminated from the men's hockey. I brought this up with the TJ Oshie thing. I really am disappointed that the NHL is not allowing their players to play. Um, I think Gary Bettman really should have said, we're taking a break. All the players want to play. Let's allow them to play. That's frustrating. Um, as we saw right here, too, I couldn't tell you one guy that was in that shootout. I might have saw Brian Gianta, I don't remember. I don't, you know, and it sucks. I I wanted to see TJ Oshie in that shootout. I wanted to see Patrick Kane in that shootout. These are guys that should have been playing for the country. You know, I wanted to see Jonathan Quick playing goal. You know, man, the NHL dropped the ball on this one. You know, like I said, TJ Oshie became a household name because of the shootout where he was dazzling and. And taking, you know, going around everywhere making these shots and doing all these insane things, and everyone's going, "My goodness, who in the world was TJ Oshi?" You know, oh, this kid played in North Dakota. Great, he's he's a stud, and we got to see it. And I just don't understand why you don't capitalize it. The NHL, when you go see a live NHL game, there is nothing like it. You are never going to find a live sport experience of the big four sports and i don't care what anyone says watching a live hockey game especially a, a live playoff game even on television nothing beats that the problem is you don't get people to see your to see your game and they don't promote their players they don't run advertisements ever with anything there's that firestone tiger commercial with pk suban with the scientists there's a geico commercial i saw with nicholas backstrom And that's it. Why is Sidney Crosby not being marketed in front of American fans? Why is Gary Bettman not plastering Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Eric Carlson? Why are these guys not displayed for everybody to see? Why is Alex Ovechkin not doing something entertaining? He's an entertaining figure. He's somebody who people gravitate to. Yet you do not want to showcase your talent. Why is Why is John Tavares not on a commercial? It's annoying. It's really annoying. And the Olympics were a way that you got these names out there, that you got this talent out there. People got to see guys like Victor Hedman playing for Sweden. They got to see, you know, Nikita Kucherov out there for Russia. They got to see guys like Drew Downey play for Canada, guys that are very good, but you just don't get to see a lot of. And it it pisses me off. It flat out pisses me off because I love hockey. I love the NHL, but they do nothing to to broaden the horizons. Excuse me. why, why you know why do you not in the summer go to places and set up street hockey? And set up free camps where people get to just see the sport. Why do you not expose it to people? You, you don't, you know, I understand you got the deal on NBC. That's awesome. Now, with, once the Olympics are over, we're going to get two months of NBC regular season games on Sundays. All right, great. But I tell you what, there's a lot more that could be done here that they're not doing. You know, there's a reason why ESPN didn't renew the NHL and they had to go to the OLN you know then it became versus or it was versus and then it went to OLN. It's just it's something that needs to be fixed and I don't I don't see it fixing I, I you know until Gary Bettman's not out there and I understand people go, well what do you want? the T te- you know teams, attendance are up for teams teams majority of NHL teams sell out the ticket prices are expensive they make a lot of money I get that but I I want to turn on ESPN and I don't want my top 10 highlights to be nothing but dunks ah it's just frustrating just frustrating uh before we get into NHL talk we have another national anthem to play This one is by a woman named Victoria Zarlenga. She did this at a U.S. soccer game, an exhibition, I believe, during Mexico. This one's pretty brutal. Check it out.
1: Stripes and bright stars through the perilous side, or the grand
0: path we Ooh.
2: walk, worth so a
1: gallantly streaming. Here we go.
2: Take us home, Victoria. We bring it back.
0: <laughs>
2: uh NHL trade deadline has has a lot coming on from Monday's the trade deadline. I can't wait to turn on the NHL network and just watch the trades all day, kind of like their free agency. Uh a little bit of a mixed bag here. But a couple teams that I really want to talk about. Uh Winnipeg. Kevin day Dayoff is not afraid to do some moves, it looks like. Um they look like they're really a legitimate contender to Nashville and the other contenders in the West. Um Winnipeg apparently is kicked tires on trying to get guys like Ryan Hartman, Mark Letestu, Patrick Maroon, Mike Hoffman, and even as high as Rick Nash. The problem is Kevin Chevaldev is not interested in trading his top prospects, Kyle Connor or Jack Roslovic. Uh, Jacob is out until March, so the Jets are kind of looking for some defen help, defensive help. And someone with a significant cap hit, such as Buffalo's Josh George, would cost them very little. But the name of Blue, Blue Jackets, Blue Jack Johnson, hasn't been mentioned. Um, the other thing that's a little bit interesting to me is Winnipeg apparently is looking at Derek Brassard. He would be a guy you could move into a third-line center. Oh, excuse me, I'm, something is just killing me. Uh, my allergies are flaring up here, um, but with with uh, Ellers and Line A playing Line Three, you know this is a team that's not afraid to just play lines. They just they just rotate lines out. A lot of teams you'll see try to match line for line with other teams. The you know the teams that really are tough and elite and make runs like we saw with Nashville last year. Just put lines out there. They just they they just rotate, they rotate, they rotate. Winnipeg's at the time at this spot where I feel like they can do this. And I wasn't scared of Winnipeg for a long time. Now they're starting to make me a little nervous. The way that they can rotate is ridiculous. Um and if they can add a guy like Rick Nash, they have salary cap space, they have about five million and some some change, so they can move somebody out and they can take back some salary. Rick Nash would be interesting to see on that. You know, if you put him on a left wing, there's a lot you can do in Winnipeg with that. So that's one team that I think is really interesting what they're doing. But the Ottawa Senators are really, really starting to starting to make some rumblings. Uh, team President uh, Eugene Melnick and their GM, uh, what's his name, Pierre Dorian, made the first of their changes last week when they sent Dion Fanouf and Nate Thompson to the Kings from Aaron Gabrick and Nick Shore. Uh, Ottawa is saving $4 million over the next three seasons. Uh, they're retaining 25% of Phanouf's $7 million, And they'll be saving more potentially if Gabrick retires or is bought out at the end of the season. Gabrick's thirty-six, so that could happen. Uh, but as I scroll down, uh, Sportsnet's Nick Kiprios was told by a source, do not be surprised at Carlson deal. A deal for Carlson goes down before February 26th. Um, Dorian's listening to offers on Zach Smith, Mike Hoffman, Derek Brassard, and Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Talks, uh, between St. Louis and Ottawa for either Hoffman and Brassard that could involve Blues 4 Vladimir Savotka, Patrick Berglund, or the injured Robbie Fabry. Uh, but the Sens are going to cut payroll, and they're rumored to covet prospects from St. Louis like Jordan Cairo or Robert Thomas, who won gold for Canada the, uh, was, uh this last World Juniors. Senators, I don't want to move that Bobby Ryan contract out. It's just going to be a matter of if somebody would take that deal. But it's really interesting to see what could happen with that. Uh, St. Louis stayed in the mix. Um, they got Wigger Nikita Shoshnikov from Toronto for a fourth rounder. Uh, Toronto then is looking now with an open roster spot about trying to add a guy like Luke Glenn Denning from the Red Wings. So a lot of role players could be thrown around here with these, these teams up in Canada. A lot of teams are calling about James Van Riemsdyk and his availability, but nobody knows what Lou Lamorello wants to do with a guy like Um uh, I don't see why they would move him. I think he's he's worth hanging on. Uh, Glenn Denning, though, makes sense to me because Mike Babcock's the coach. They were, they were good together in Detroit. So it'll be interesting to see where, where they decide they want to go. Another thing that I've heard rumored, Anaheim, trying to covet team captain of the Montreal Canadiens, Max Paceretti. Uh, Alex Gilchit's name continues to be mentioned. Once again, St. Louis, Columbus, Nashville. The team's looking for scoring forwards. But uh, Mark Bergevon is looking to make a hockey deal for players in the NHL or NHL ready uh, over young prospects and draft picks. Montreal's trying to in a win, win now mode. Makes sense to me with Carey Price. Uh, you definitely want to make that go. Um apparently on TV the Emmys uh, available since Charlie Lindgren signed a three-year extension last week, uh, backup goalie. Uh, the Extribington center market, though, has teams calling about Thomas Buchanik. Uh Pittsburgh wants to get another center. I could see Derek Broussard to, to fill in that role behind Crosby Malkin. Uh, San Jose is looking for it, uh, but only 10 goals last season and five goals in 58 games this year kind of make a steep asking price for Thomas Blokanek, kind of kind of out of the question that I think is what's holding teams off from going at Thomas Blokanek. Um, Edmonton, as we mentioned, Patrick Maroon and Mark Latestu uh, are getting a lot of trade chatter. Patrick Maroon is very attractive. He's a big winger. He's only making a million and a half. Uh, his name has been connected with Boston, Tampa, and Winnipeg, and Toronto, all teams that are looking to make a run. Uh, Tampa especially, adding a guy like Patrick Maroon to give them some size with it. Uh, He's only 29. Uh, Mark Letestu has got a low cap hit as well of 1.8 million. But it doesn't look to me like Edmonton's going to want to do anything. I think they're going to want to lock a lot of these guys up. Edmonton is, you know, underperforming from where a lot of people thought they were going to be this this year. A lot of us thought they were going to make a run last year. I had them losing to the Penguins in the Cup. But it's it's interesting it's interesting to see where they're sitting right now. Uh, Calgary was was really interested in Nikita Shoshnikov uh, before he went to st. Louis uh, looks like they may stand pat you know rounding out those Canadian teams, but there is some uh, there's some decent there's some decent stuff going on. what what really intrigues me is what? Eric Carlson could fetch like what, what really could he, could he get? I mean, what, what do you, what do you even give up? I don't know. Um, Nashville after getting Kyle Turris and really showing that they're trying to make a run again is apparently all in on Rick Nash. You know, Nash continues to get chatter I know the Rangers probably don't have a high asking price, but uh, Ryan McDonough apparently sounds like he is garnering a little trade talks from the Rangers. Um, Minnesota is an obvious fit because they need a defenseman. They are tied to Ryan McDonough. It seems more speculative than an actual rumor because Minnesota, let's be honest, we don't have anything to give up. Uh, but Boston and Tampa Bay link to Ryan McDonough. I would love to see, excuse me, uh, the Lightning move somebody to add Ryan McDonough to that defense. I don't know how much you want to give away, but I mean, if you get to put him, if, you know, do you already move Mikhail Sergachev, who you who you got for the Jonathan Drouin piece uh, from Montreal? I don't do it. I, th- I think you got to keep. I think you got to hang on to him. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting too, especially with the Marty San Luis to the Rangers trade. Uh, bad one with with that setup with Steve Eiserman. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just I'm ramp- ranting here, just rambling. Um, I'm more reading as I'm talking, trying to trying to read about this this uh, Lightning thing that kind of intrigues me with that uh, Ryan McDonough. Um, but a lot of things. Tyler Johnson has been tied to trade rumors with Tampa. Uh, he's got a known trade clause that kicks in in the off-season, so it's a matter of if they want to move him now. Also makes me wonder if they don't think that you know if they if they don't think that he's going to be worth the contract. I don't know. Some bubble teams that are going to make some moves, but there's a lot going on. Uh, but once again, like I said, the Eric Carlson thing is one of the wildest trades that I've heard um, I just I don't know I don't know what you give up <laughs> this is kind of interesting uh Bob McKenzie said if you're the Ottawa Senators and you get a phone call from Steve Eisenman he says yeah maybe we'll do something for Carlson what do you want you're going to start obviously with the guy I mentioned Miguel Surgachev uh, you're not even looking at anyone else the odds are probably stacked that he doesn't move because you're probably going to need two to four pieces. But I tell you what, if if Tampa Bay could make that happen and get and you know, move enough guys and you get to pair up Eric Carlson with Victor Hedman in the playoffs. Oh my goodness. That is disgusting. And does Vegas make a move? You know, they're poised to, to be having such a good run. It'll be interesting to see if they can actually pull this out and make a playoff run I still if I'm you know as a Minnesota Wild fan I still want Vegas in the opening round because I think they're the easiest team to beat they're the team without the playoff experience I know James Neal has experience I know Mark andre Flair has experience I get all that but you know it's still a new team it's a new town and I just I don't believe it until I see it um I want to talk a little NBA before we close out here tonight. We're we're in the second hour here. I have a few more of these these national anthem clips to play, so I'm going to play play you another one. Then we're going to come we're going to take a break. When we get back from break, we'll talk some NBA, round out the rest of these national anthem clips. But our next clip comes from uh, a guy named where where did that go? His name was Mike Eli. This is from a Ch- Chiefs Broncos football game. Kind of forget it, things you could say take a listen oh, I
0: like the
2: here. This is Sportscast Radio, StarStyle Media.
1: Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks.
2: SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the
0: smart way to buy tickets.
2: Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. Yeah. From WWE, yeah. New Japan, yeah. Ring of Honor, yeah. Impact, yeah. Lucha Underground, yeah. All Japan, and yeah. more. We're talking yeah. the highs and lows in pro yeah. wrestling. Heck, yeah. we're even giving you people yeah. from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yeah. talking the Bone Soldiers yeah. and Enzo Amoris. No. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this.
0: Everything is
2: evil. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style New Network.
1: Okay, I'm gonna get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susan. Ryan is going
0: to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Alexa. Call Ashley.
3: Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just
2: talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What?
1: And then after it marinates, you're no. oh, gonna pull it out. JB, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, JB! You and the that's like right.
3: I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here.
2: don't need a hug real quick before we go into nba is our fifth national anthem alexis normand she did this rendition of the national anthem during the 2013 memorial cup it was pretty interesting take a listen that heavy breath? Crowd
1: out, though. <laughs> <and the moment laughs>
2: The crowd just takes over. take note, that game was in Canada. And the Canadian fans said, look, we respect our brothers of the South. And they uh, they took it home for us. Shout out to Canada. Good ups. Hockey fans. <laughs> that was a brutal. I have three more that we'll play. We'll, we'll intertwine here as we go. Uh, one's going to take us out. <laughs> Cause I had nine total, but the one I got—I got to lead out with it because it is the most wacky rendition you've ever heard. Um, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait. Um, uh, NBA All Star Weekend—it was—it was a lot of fun. Oh, we got somebody calling in here, Goller
3: It's just me, the black guy. Oh,
2: yay! Kyle's here from uh. From the network. Come Hello, around,
3: sir. hi guys. I'm good.
2: <laughs> we've, been, we've been going through the the. I have nine national anthems that I feel were worse than Fergie or as bad as Fergie's. Ooh, did um, Al Green get played yet?
3: Who, who? Al Green. Did he get played yet?
2: No. Are you talking about when Marvin Gaye did it?
3: Was it Marvin Gaye? Oh yeah. my gosh!
2: Yes. Oh, man. He had his own beat. <laughs> no, we uh, <laughs> we played the Alexis Norman one from the 2013 uh, Juniors uh, Memorial Cup Hockey Championship, and the Canadian fans had to finish for her because she was going
0: making up her own words.
2: We played a gentleman named Mike Eli who had to start over during the my Chiefs lie. Broncos game. Uh, we played the Whoa, Redid- he, did over. he didn't know what he was saying. Crowd started <laughs> booing him. <laughs> we played the Christina Aguilera, extremely dry, long one from the Super Bowl. Hmm. Um, we played the Cuba Gooding senior one, which was awful. Oh. Uh, and then a woman named Victoria Zarlinga from a 2013 U.S. game. Real quick, see so you know what we're going with. I have four left. Since we do have somebody that can listen to these I'm going to play one of them right now Uh, Kyle do I got you for the rest of the show We got about 39 minutes left
3: You got me All
2: right, we're going to just play the rest of these now And then we'll close out talking NBA Because now I have somebody to bounce these off of I'm not going to mute you So if you got something to say say it But these you heard heard the one. I'm wrestling Christopher Daniels (laughs) (laughs) R-O-H This Uh, Is a gentleman named Ezra Harris Uh, This was at a Police officer convention in Tennessee, check this out
1: Oh say Can you See Fighting on
0: That That's he made himself so edited. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, like, the table? Like, when he <laughs> Stop kidding, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the free. The
1: he didn't even free, laugh. The
2: Oh, my God. Don't That was so terrible That's what they get for
3: having that song At a police convention anyway Jeez
2: Uh, I said this earlier But uh, during the Fergie National Anthem Colin Kaepernick tweeted Stop disrespecting the National Anthem (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny That is funny (laughs) Obviously, I wasn't disrespecting Ashley Anthem, but I love – it shows that that dude's got a sense of humor, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Um, This next one was – let's see. Let me check my notes here. This was from a San Diego Padres game in 1990. This is by Roseanne. This is Roseanne Barr. Oh. Are you ready for this? Yes. Here we go. good. (laughs) <laughs> it's booted up here. It's just got a little bit of a quick intro. Oh, I'll
1: Oh, say can you see by the time's early life what so proudly we have? at the twilight's last gleaming? Who's broad stripes and
2: I think that officially that Trump's
3: <laughs> I think you know what like that was on purpose that's the whole reason why it was it was beautiful because she was irking the crowd on purpose Ryan that was heel will work at its finest uh,
0: <laughs>
2: I like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great <laughs>
2: I'm gonna really quick go back to the first one we played in the first couple minutes of the show because I was kind of spacing them out. <laughs> but this is what I want you to hear. And then we're gonna play the last couple. Um so so far, um out of Ezra Harris, Roseanne Barr, were those worse than Fergie?
3: Oh man, Roseanne, no, because I, again I think that was intentional. <laughs> and like and Fergie like tried. Like like she was dead serious Like it wasn't Charles a joke Charles
2: Barkley said I needed a cigarette after that Oh gosh I'm, I'm
3: surprised Charles Barkley didn't go back to his old habits
2: Charles After Barclay, that national anthem He was thinking of Jessica Rabbit Meets Marilyn Monroe Doing Mr. President's happy birthday thing <laughs> <laughs> Man Okay I want to play this one real quick what, what about Ezra Harris Was that one worse or better than Fergie Uh that was worse than Fergie. At least Fergie <laughs> I, knew the words. This is Cuba Gooding Senior. Okay, that's why no. I want to play this. Just cue no. it in. Right, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> no, Cuba Gooding Junior.
1: Amen. Right All right, ladies and gentlemen, to sing oh. your national anthem, Mr. Cuba Gooding Senior.
0: Oh. No. Cuba. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Test. Oh. Oh,
1: say, can you see by the dawn's early
0: light
1: what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming? It's like Paul Heyman. And bright stars through the perilous fight. For the rapid we watched Through the twilight's last gleaming <laughs> And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof A through the night That our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner
0: <laughs>
1: the land and of the free The home of the brave <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Cooper
1: Gooding
3: Sr. with that national anthem now. I gotta watch Wild and Crazy Kids and Baby Boy To like uh, Omar Gooding got a save face for that one And he he gotta Rectify the Gooding name And I gotta watch Wild and Crazy Kids uh,
2: Omar Gooding Got picked on by Donnie Jeffcoat (laughs) (laughs) You you remember Donnie booted Off the show (laughs) Donnie Jeffcoat was that like Generic Zach Morris looking dude yeah, he was <laughs> what Wild and crazy kids <laughs>
0: yes.
3: That show was lit
0: <laughs>
3: um, Then you saw Baby Boy and you're like Oh, what happened?
2: No, <laughs> no, no, just kidding Alright we got, we, we got two more Then we're going to talk NBA for the last half hour This yeah. one was from in the the spirit of the Olympics going on right now, that the men's hockey team blew tonight, losing in a shootout. Hmm. Uh, we will not be battling trash. This is Carl Lewis. Have you heard Carl Lewis's rendition?
3: No, but I know who Carl. When I think of Carl Lewis, though, I think of that runner. I don't know why, but yep,
2: that's who he, he was. The runner, he was the runner from the Olympics. Oh. Um, let me ask you real quick: uh, Fergie or Cuba Gooding Sr.? Who do you take?
3: Man in the battle of the bands? Oh. Now,
2: I'll I'll say this for Fergie's for Fergie's defense. She said I'm I'm art, basically I take risks artistically. Apparently it didn't work. I apologize to everyone. It's not like I hate our country. I was just trying to take a risk. It didn't work. I'm yeah. sorry. She owned yeah. up to it, said, Hey, I tried. <laughs> Whatever. So that made it a little better to me. With yeah. that though being said, do you take Fergie or Cuba Gooding Senior?
3: Ooh. Like like who's the worst or who did it better still? Who
2: who who did it better out of the two of them? Oh man.
3: <laughs> I I gotta you know what, just because I don't want Omar Gooding knocking on my door, I gotta go with him. <laughs> You saw the way he punched those people, fall in line, like and he knocked them out, one hitter quitters. Don't want no problems. <laughs> well, I'm telling don't, you look, like sports fans, go watch baby boy. You will understand what I'm talking about when you say you don't want Omar Gooding knocking on your door, because he <laughs> he about <laughs>
2: them all up
3: and knocked them out one by one. I, I don't want no problems.
2: Sports fans may uh, remember from the TV show Playmakers that only lasted one season on ESPN because the NFL shut it down. He was the young running back on the team who was doing uh doing heroin or whatever or PCP. <laughs> Inside of the bathroom before the football game. That was Homer Gooding. Yes. Which, um,
3: uh, why does NFL like don't like uh, television shows? Pretty much other than Hard Knocks, because it's their show. But like they almost shut down ballers, and they shut down playmakers. Um, Why is that?
2: I don't know. I think it's just it's. I I think they don't want their image being portrayed that way. That makes sense. You know, yeah. but it's it's the truth. It's, we know, look, people who don't look admit that that's Taylor. going on are idiots. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if I were to say, Kyle, do you think half of the New York Jets roster was doing blow five years ago? Yeah, probably. I mean, now, that, we're like,
3: notorious for the, uh, the, what was the, the yacht?
2: Yeah, we had candle. the boat, the, 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 yeah. boat. Yeah. Yeah, they were getting Like, <laughs> look. For, for all the for all the Teddy Bridgewater's who are fantastic and go to you know Teddy Bridgewater went to that kid meet, you know with with the disabilities birthday when the kid made the video for all the Teddy Bridgewater's there's the Fred Smoots who do blow on boats off strippers asses <laughs> you know that's just what the NFL is you know <laughs> I'm sorry you know <laughs> it is what it is it, this
3: show's great <laughs>
2: Fred, Fred Fred hey look. I I had to I I I was prepared to do 2 hours by myself. If I didn't tell yeah. you I had a drink during the show, I'd be lying. <laughs> but Fred Spoop was doing blow off a dookie shoots on the Mississippi River. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. in the spirit of what we were doing, <laughs> this is the second to last theme. This is uh I almost said Ray Caruth. That's terrible. Uh this is Carl Lewis. Oh. <laughs> now now this one I gotta point out There's a spot where in the middle of it He adds uh oh There's a little twist to it because just, So just listen you'll find out
1: For the ramparts we watch With so gallantly streaming And the rocket righteous... Uh oh
2: Thought about it, and the hope of the, and he went back down. He yeah. he said, "Uh oh, I'll make up for it." He knew <laughs> he knew how bad it was. <laughs> what, was who who did it better,
3: Carl good, Lewis or probably. Fergie? Oh man, uh, Fergie.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh
2: man, Fergie. Jeez. She, uh... She, she like like everybody knows she shouldn't be fergaliciousing the the uh, national anthem. We get that. True. Um, that's all right, moral. now I'll the last really one. Say. This one isn't necessarily awful, but this is so ridiculous for the national anthem that I kind of feel like it's awful because, like, let me let me look at my notes here. Um, I just I just have remix. Um, that's that's all I wrote. Oh, during the, for the Carl Lewis one, that was during a Nets Bulls game. In my notes, yeah. they said, "What can I say? Uh oh, Derek Coleman is biting his jacket." Have you guys remember <laughs> Derek Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one, all I have is remix. <laughs> this was. <that one's>, <laughs> Derek Coleman's like biting the zipper on his warm-up. Like, oh boy. <laughs> Um, This one Was I believe if I remember Right the fight I think was from December Of 2009 I'm Probably wrong so don't kill me on Twitter but this was the Jermaine Taylor Bernard Hopkins Middleweight 160 pound unification Fight to unify all four titles Which I believe Jermaine Taylor won But this gentleman on HBO Pay-per-view did the national Anthem and the way he did the National Anthem was So ridiculous that it officially makes this list because it's one of those things where you don't do this to the national anthem as cool as it might be because it's so over the top. I'm not even going to say who it is because I think you're going to figure it out. Take a listen.
0: That I have still there. You'll the Clap your hands, y'all Dance Clap bang hands Oh, 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 oh. Yeah.
2: God. R. Oh. Kelly made a beat to it. It somebody clap your hands, oh. you Look, look. In in. All right. You hear this? You hear that crumpling? <laughs> that's a, yeah. it, that's that's Sydney's that's Sydney's college fund. Holy so shit! Crying. Holy shit! <laughs> what did I just hear? Holy so shit! Crying. And I'm going to do it one more time. Holy shit, what did I think here? There we go. We're going to close up Sydney's College Fund and put that money in there. I have no oh. idea what. God, I'm so glad somebody was on to hear these with me after I was playing. I'm playing these like like clowning these things earlier, and I'm oh. just by myself. Oh my <laughs> God, Our Kelly was
0: on point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can't get oh that my God. together So great So that was why that <laughs> had not... to go dead last Because yes you mentioned the the Marvin Gaye Or Al Green or whichever one it was I'm pretty sure it's Marvin Gaye But there might have been an Al Green one as well Which is even crazier Well there goes uh, I see the little homie The homie was going through the kitchen again I still haven't caught that oh. little little punk um, Oh <laughs> He just <laughs> stared at me like I was stupid and I was like hey Copy. Hey <laughs> he was like cookie, and then he just ran.
3: <laughs> I got. I, I wish yeah,
2: Peanut Arcana. was like a cat. I, me too, man. Like <laughs> Peanut would have been caught that thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got some booby traps up though. Um, that's
3: up. that thing's that's ratatouille and heezy. Oh man. <laughs>
2: Uh, I just don't know what to say about that R. Kelly thing, other than the four bombs that I dropped. I oh, I don't know.
3: Super on point. Oh um, my god.
2: So let me spitball some NBA with you here to close on a serious note. After we just heard our, I, I'm gonna we're gonna lead out the show with that R. Kelly song. So anybody wants to hear it again, you're gonna hear it again in about 15 minutes because that's what's gonna close the show. <laughs> So if you're asking for it, damn it, I'm gonna oh. give it to you. You're getting the R. Kelly star spangled banner for the final two minutes of the show.
3: Oh man, um, yes.
2: Uh, the I, NBA.
3: I is did want to about, talk. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, about All Star Weekend because I thought it was yes. fantastic, but I, I, you I, was gonna go there. I apologize.
2: We'll, we'll go All Star Weekend right after this. What if I ask your opinion on this? Right. Um. Mm. Adam Silver was talking about that. They they may switch the NBA playoff format to obviously your eight West and your eight, eight East teams, but reseeding to just a 16. So you could essentially have six of the top eight seeds, all being the West and six of the bottom uh, 16 seeds being East, which means golden state could be the one seed. Houston could be the two seed, excuse me, San Antonio could be the three seed. Do you think that's a smart approach to reseed the, the the all the playoff teams to get a chance to have a Golden State versus Houston championship, where they may be the two best teams, instead of watching another East team get slapped in the finals? Or do you think they should leave it alone? Uh,
3: I think I think it's good for reseeding for the simple fact that the last what two years has been nothing but sweep city. <laughs> um, and they just blew by, and it's it's been really boring um, and predictable. I think that's why they themed the All Star uh, game this year with LeBron versus Curry. I know it's East versus West, but you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that's that's always been the foregone conclusion when it comes to NBA Finals. Um, and so I think it's great for reseeding. I've I've missed best of seven where it came down to a game seven. Um, you you don't get those games anymore and unless it's like the the fourth and fifth. <laughs> seeded games, <laughs> like then you get a best of seven out of those. But other than that, like, like it's it's good, so that the best teams don't get eliminated right away, and that you get a more, um, I guess, battle a big you know a better battle for mm-hmm. you know, advancing.
2: Yeah, I I I think I'm with it too because you know you talk about the last two NBA finals, you know Golden State beats Cleveland in five. They're up three, none lose miraculously somehow in game four in Cleveland, but then win it at home in game five. It's almost like they wanted to just win at home and get another playoff team mm-hmm. to make more money. Um, yeah. And then you look at the year before when they won the 73 games, they were beating Cleveland three games to one. And then Draymond Green gets suspended and then they lose three in a row. And everyone's like, ah, Golden State will three, one. Well, if Draymond didn't get suspended, they probably would have won game five and they would have beat them in five, two years in a row. So it's, mm-hmm. whereas when they played that OKC team that had Westbrook and Durant, they went seven tough games. You know, Houston yep. could take them, I think, this year. and That's what I'm scared of is, you know, say Houston takes them to seven or even Houston beats them in seven they're going to steamroll the cabs or the, or the Raptors or, you know, no offense, but with the way that they're sliding the Celtics, I don't see the East putting up any fight again. Why not give us rockets warriors in the, in the, in the championship the best teams. Let's see it. Why, why let's see the best teams play each other in the championship. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm kind of for it. I, I do think that the, the travel could suck. And I think for the players that that's not fair. Imagine like a, you know, like a series that sees Portland play Miami yep. or the Knicks play the Clippers. That's a far flight back and forth. Yeah. You know, so for, for that aspect, I understand, but I mean, realistically these guys are in Lear jets where they're sitting there in comfortable players, comfortable chairs, playing dominoes. It's not like they're struggling, you know, in, in a, in, you know, sitting economy, with two crying kids next to him, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, I, mm-hmm. I think I'm with you. I, I like that. So good. I'm, I'm glad we. That was an easy way to squash that. Knock that right out. Uh, All Star <laughs> Weekend. You know, floor is yours. What'd you like?
3: Um, I was always a fan of the three point contest. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted more rounds, and I kind of wanted more rounds of the dunk contest too. I agree with Kenny Smith when he said that. Um, they had a, a first round, a semi and a final, um, mm-hmm. and they just eliminated one person per round. Um, and it would have been great. Cause I'm sure the other two, um, well, yeah, two competitors, they got out right away, but I'm sure they had more dunks and that's what people wanted. Um, uh, I can't remember the champion's name now. It blew my mind. But
2: uh, uh, I thought Mitchell, so, the rookie from Utah. Yeah. He was a Louisville kid. He beat Larry Ann Shoot in the finals. Victor LaDepo and Dennis Smith Jr. did not advance. Even though Dennis Smith dropped a 50 with his second dunk, uh, didn't make it to yep. the second round. Yep.
3: Um, I felt like uh, he shouldn't even won. His first dunk, the wreck well what what we called uh you know off the off the wall off the wreck and then catch it and dunk it but he did that with two backboards and so kenny smith also was saying like if you ever played at a recreational center um you see people do that all the time which is true but it was still pretty good to see it and it was first try but ever every other dunk after that was just off the backboard off the backboard off the backboard it's like good lord cut it out (laughs) um
2: (laughs) Donovan Mitchell got a fifty-two off that dunk when he jumped over, um, who's now becoming the most annoying man in NBA celebrity state. Kevin Hart with who did the worst yeah. opening. I don't know why they keep bringing Kevin Hart back to clown with these players. No, nobody cares about Anthony Davis got a unibrow. Okay, we get it. Thank you, Kevin. Go do mm-hmm. something. Like, like seriously, like they, you know, it it was. You know, I think that's part of the reason why the Fergie thing was so bad too. Is that was the first half hour was Kevin Hart roasting people terribly and Fergie. You know, but yeah. Donovan Mitchell jumps over Kevin Hart, his sister, and his son. But mm-hmm. he has them, which duck, was they Like they they ducked out. Like he could have cleared them all standing up, and he didn't. That was my only beef mm-hmm. with it. Is like, dude, you know, why don't you just? Why are you having them duck? But you know. He caught it off the side of the backboard. It was a great dunk. I can't, I can't dismiss that. But you know, then he did the Vince Carter where he took off, took off the jersey, had the Vince Carter jersey on, did the reverse windmill. And yep. I know you mentioned the backboard thing, but I think it it might have, might, might have been the dopest dunk of the tournament. The official NBD never been done. Larry Nance throws it off the glass, oh, catches the it, it, again off the glass, and then dunked it. That was sick.
3: Yeah, and uh, the announced team uh, hyped that up even more. And it was great. Um, I felt like that one should have won. I I agree with them. But he's like, double tap! Double tap! And he just just kept yelling that as as they were showing the instant replay. Because at first, it looked like he threw it off the backboard, caught it, like, banged it on the glass and then dunked it. But instead, he caught it, or he threw it off the backboard, caught it, threw it off the backboard again, caught it, and then dunked it. And... (laughs) I, I it did get a fifty, I believe. Um, Khaled was tough. Mm-hmm. He was I, I thought Dr. J was gonna be um tougher between everybody, but Khaled, he was dinging people, which was crazy. I
2: appreciate you.
3: <laughs> I don't know who that was that was doing the uh the mocking, but I thought that was pretty on point. He's like, We're out here shining. Was that Dwayne Wade? <laughs> I think it, it might have been <laughs> Uh, the challenge was great. I thought the bigs were going to win it, but the um, the guards actually took it, and now it's 2-2.
2: Um, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie defeats Laurie Markin in the finals.
3: Yep, which was good. Um, I laughed really hard at uh, at um, Joel Embiid, but Dwayne Wade already pointed that out. Like, if you miss your first toss, you might as well just throw – because to advance, you just have to get all your balls off the rack. And so um, – I thought that was smart. Uh, it was funny because it was like a ball never went in, and then they were. Oh, like you get that, and it was it was great. I I really like the announced team when like Kenny Smith and like all of them get together and and they just I don't know like it's it's unprofessionally professional. Like it, it's a good time mm-hmm. and and the way they joke around with each other is just awesome. And so when you get that live. Even even Charles Barkley, when he was lit, what was that, like, three years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. Um, but last but not least, the three-point contest, which which is my personal favorite, because I'm a fan of uh, the three-point back when it was an art form. Um, mm-hmm. I can say, like, uh, Glenn Rice, um, Steve uh, Smith, you know, even Dan Marley, uh you know, like man. all the three pointers. Craig Hodges like, baby
2: three time winner. Yes.
3: <laughs> um <laughs> man, it it just like all of them like and so like to see that contest was great. Um Devin Booker crushed it. Yeah. And we missed uh or he got twenty four out of twenty five on his last yeah, he made round 28 ended up getting twenty eight points. Oh it was good.
2: Quay mm-hmm. Thompson
3: was there if he would have just made a couple more.
2: And he had he had 25. Did you notice that they had the rack on the wrong side to start it um, for, for the shooters? So they were shooting behind the backboard on the last rack? Really? Like, Paul George hit nine. Eric Gordon had 12. Kyle Lowry had 11. And they were airballing on the fifth rack because they started behind the backboard. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it I didn't was pretty, know that. It was pretty weird because <laughs> I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, how is how is Paul George airballing these over and? over? I mean, he had a bad night to begin with, but I mean, you know, Eric the yeah, defending champion, is just his money rack, and he missed them all.
3: Yep. And they they were they were like they were like we definitely know who had a a little bit too much. At the bar last night, and they they said he was hungover because he. <laughs> that was Shaq. Shaq said he was hungover because he was like, Are you kidding me? You're the defending champ, and that's what you
2: get. He was out
3: first round. <laughs> um,
2: you know, the actual All Star game was fun, but mm. I heard somebody propose this uh, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. She said, What if you were to make it? a an all weekend type thing so you leave saturday alone on friday you get rid of the rising stars game and you have 20 you know there's 24 all-stars 12 on each teams on each team well instead of doing the two teams of 12 what if you did eight teams of three out of the big three and you play four 10 minute half games uh so 20 minute games four 20 minute games on all-star friday and you get four winning three-on-three three teams. And then on Sunday, you would play three more games. You could extend the time, whatever you want to do. But then you would have the two semifinals and the finals game. The winning team all receives a million dollars and 500000 to the charity of their choice. So it still comes out to about the same amount of money they're giving away anyway. But here's yeah. the kicker. That winning three-man team, since it's now an Olympic sport, is the team that gets to represent the U.S. in the Olympics in 2020.
3: So then it has meaning, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like their All-Star thing was just kind of a break anyway. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like a game towards anything. It's just a. Uh, this is our break. We're here to show out and do something for the fans and earn a little bit of cash on the side. Yep. And then go back to the regular season. Um, I like the way it is. Um, I kind of like the rising star thing. Um, yeah. It was always good to see rookies versus sophomores. Um, But you don't see that. And you, you got what was the world versus USA, which was still entertaining. Yep. Um but i i still i like the rookie versus sophomore challenge thing I, it was it was entertaining to me um i do like the celebrity thing it's it's still fun Quavo was out there acting like it was a real thing cuz that was insane <laughs> <laughs> that man was out there battling cuz he 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 blocked oh my god did he block uh Rachel um Rachel oh, Almeida yeah, I think he, like, blocked her, dude. And she, like, flopped and, like, hit the ground.
2: <laughs> Apparently, he thought she was bad and bougie.
3: He played the lanes and, like, got a steal. Like, it was it was nuts. Like, Quavo was trying to earn a contract. <laughs> Some, I don't get it. And where was Thrill Owens at, man? Did he retire? Because that man used to crush it, him and Nelly. He used to crush it every year, but Quavo, man. No, they used to. He, he Nelly,
2: did Nelly used to play in the Rock and Jack? Was that? What he, no, that was way too early. Never mind. That was remember Rock, the Rock and Jack Jock at MTV. They, they had like the I that. they
3: had the flag the football, and all of that. Woo!
2: You had to, you had right. this ju- they had a softball game. <laughs> they did. No, yeah. that Nelly killed. Nelly was a was yeah, a St. Louis Cardinals minor league ball player.
3: Yeah, Lunatics. That was their team name.
2: <laughs> I mean, <For> that. <laughs> you know what I think, folks? The, the owners wouldn't, you know, they don't want their players to play hard anyway. You know, they want this as a break. They don't want, you know, Dan Gilbert doesn't want to see LeBron James break his leg in a three on three game to go to the Olympics. <laughs>
0: you sure. know? Yeah. Um, and.
2: Like,
3: I, I mean we we saw it with uh, Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant which I will Never forget
1: <laughs> He didn't care <laughs> Kobe oh, man. Everything.
3: <laughs> He <laughs> gave him my eye rig While dude was going
2: for a layup Ended up busting his nose He don't care <laughs> Kobe Bryant said that he used the All-Star game as a way to analyze in practice his teammates to see their work ethic and their crazy tendencies to use against them in the playoffs. Ain't no way anybody on their teams were using their real in-game tendencies. I love you, Colby, but come on. That's a little bit of a stretch.
3: <laughs> of course. They they brought that out, like, all throughout the three-point contest, um, which Tobias, Tobias Harris, right, um, no. was shooting his regular – In game shot but um, When it comes to three point contest you really want to Have like your practice shot just You know something to you know And so he was shooting his regular in game Shot and I felt bad for him because I kind of wanted To push through with that especially since He went first and he got what 18
2: Uh yeah he had 18 in the first 17 in the second Uh huh Um
3: Wayne Ellington Know them jerseys was
2: fire Good God yeah, those Heat ones? It was like the Miami Vice? Yeah,
3: yeah I want that jersey. Like yeah, I want. I either want a Wade one, just because he's back in Wade County, or I either want a... Uh, I'll probably get an Ellington one. Why not? He's a
2: <laughs> As our Kelly takes out here. Just uh, this, this <laughs> two hours. Um, Alex kind of dropped <laughs> down Wednesday for us, obviously. What do you got coming up Thursday night?
3: Um, I got some new music to be playing. Um, I' <laughs> not gonna go through any interruptions. Well, talk you will not hold us down. Because <laughs> last <laughs> week, talk last week, week was a fiasco.
2: By myself for ninety minutes. Yeah, I don't get that
3: one. <laughs> Jeez. R. Right, Kelly. Clap your head, <laughs> <your> <laughs> We got some new music. (laughs) Yeah, I got some new music. Um, Talking uh, some news. Um, Of course, I got the uh, top of the billboards here. Um, Talk a little bit about Black Panther too. Um, The soundtrack. Give my review on it. I'll be talking Two Chainz. Um, He had his album that uh, EP that dropped, um, and a couple of others as well. Uh, Five Mics. All tomorrow. Or Thursday, <laughs> 10 p.m. I was gonna say tomorrow, technically it's tomorrow. 10 p.m. Kyle Central, is asking
2: right me for right uh, here on the Media Network. Kyle's asking for a wh- whack track. I, uh, I don't work Thursday, so I'm gonna have to oblige and drop my whack track and come on, because I ain't got oh, nothing they. else to do on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. thank you all for listening to us. Catch it. Catch, catch y'all tomorrow night. Pop culture is iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, Tune In, Google Play, the whole nine yards. We'll catch y'all later. Thanks, Kyle, for jumping in with me, man. It's appreciative. Yeah. I'm gonna go find something no to problem. do. I'm gonna find something later. Peace.